Good morning again. This morning, I am calling us to a season of fasting and prayer that we would devote ourselves here at Sovereign Grace to yearn for God more. To pray for protection on behalf of each other. There's a lot of danger in every one of our lives. I can just point out a few. The trials that Teresa's going through and caring for my mother and then the rest of the family, what Ronnie's going through with court for Nailani and for her soul, uh, for Pedro witnessing a man dying in his presence the other day unexpectedly. Okay, don't feel left out. It's all of all these things present dangers spiritually that we need protection from. And for sovereign grace to affect more and more people. Let's pray. Father, you are good, and we address you together now and ask for your continual protection as you guide us to put on the whole armor in order to fight against not flesh and blood but the enemy of our soul that we would find the helmet of salvation as our protection that we would use the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith against all the flaming darts of the enemy And so to that end this morning, would you rejuvenate us in this season of prayer and fasting together in Sovereign Grace Fellowship. Amen. We start off reading a a few portions from the Gospel of Luke chapter 2 and go from there. Starting with verse 22 of Luke 22. We read, And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought the baby Jesus up to Jerusalem to present Him to the Lord. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. John, verse 36. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin. And then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer, night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of Him, the baby Jesus, to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Worshipping with the tool of fasting and prayer. 
And so I am calling us like Anna, like Simeon, that we would long for the manifestation of God's salvation to spread. That He would spread His glory more and more through our lives, through our families, and through our church here at Sovereign Grace Fellowship throughout 2016. See, my impression is that we who belong to this church love it. We love the word centeredness of it. We love the ability to be known if you want to be known and to know others and to be in the midst of others' lives fighting the fight of faith. And therefore, we should want more people to come and share in that kind of church life. So, calling us to this season of fasting with in order to pray from starting this week through the month of April. So that's the next 11 weeks. I'll get more specific about that in the sermon. This text here about Simeon and Anna, I want to present to us as a model for why to do this. First, As Luke is penning this, you know, he could have just said, there was a man named Simeon. And he took the baby Jesus and he prophesied. He could have just said there was an old woman named Anna. And she told everybody about it. But he didn't. And that means there's something that we're supposed to notice and learn about why Luke described Simeon a particular way and described Anna a particular way. He says, Simeon was righteous and devout and waiting for the consolation, biblical promise, of the Messiah. Waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And there was a prophetess named Anna. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. Devout, focused, waiting, yearning daily with fasting and prayer. So here's Luke by the Holy Spirit, and He wants us to see the cause connected to the effect. Yes, God is sovereign. Yes, it's God's grace and mercy that that caused Anna to be a born-again person and to seek after the Lord with fasting and prayer. And it is God ordaining that Anna do that as the means to that day she was there and heard Simeon's prophecy of that baby. And she spread it. 
There's a cause and there's an effect. And both are ordained by God. These two old saints woke up every day and they were serious toward God. They were Scripture saturated. And they were purposefully trusting in the Scripture. You promised, God. You promised. You promised. I want to see it. I want to see it. Bring it. And God said to Simeon one day, You, many prayed this way and have died. You won't die until you see it. And there's Anna daily asking for God to act. Petitioning Him. And one of the ways Anna manifested her seriousness and her hunger for God to, to act and manifest the consolation of Israel was through the spiritual discipline called fasting. Fasting here means going for a period of time or going for periodically periods of time without food. The fasting. No, I'm, I'm going to get away from that and pray. Fasting and prayer come together in order to help us focus more seriously, more urgently on communion with God, on petitioning God. God, right now, I have skipped breakfast and I've skipped lunch and I can just, I have visions of double-double burgers in my head and I'm so hungry. Ding, bell goes off. That's why you're praying today, Joe. Use that to say, God, let me hunger for You and for answer to prayer more than I hunger for a double-double burger right now. That's why fasting can be so helpful in our worship of God, in our prayer for God, and to God and for Him to act. See, in this, in this text in Luke 2, it seems that Luke is saying, to us that would particularly made Anna and Simeon candidates for God to show the baby Jesus was they were particular kinds of people. They walked by the Spirit. They're filled with the Spirit. They pursued righteousness and devotion to God and with fasting in prayer. Think about it. There's a kind of discontentment that is sinful. And there is a kind of discontentment that is righteous and holy and good. If Anna were utterly content and had zero discontentment, she would have not been the person she was. She would not have been urgent as to, to pray and fast and plead and worship and commune with God. Bring it if she were content. 
She wanted to see more. She wanted Scripture to unfold more. You promised the Messiah bring comfort and redemption to Israel. And so fasting is a tool. She used, and fasting is a tool for us to constantly remind us during our fasting and prayer day to not be content, but to, to petition God, to petition our Father, crying, Abba, oh, do it, Father, who lives in heaven. Let your will come to earth. Let your glory spread here, now, in her life, His life, in the life of Sovereign Grace Fellowship. Simeon and Anna lived in anticipation of the first coming of Jesus. They didn't know what it was going to look like. They didn't know there's two coming. They ended up being on both sides of it. We here today live between the two comings. We live in a time of tension. The kingdom of God has come with the coming of Jesus the first time. He has established His kingdom. His kingdom is here. Hopefully, I would love it if all of you were plucked out of darkness and put into the kingdom of His light. And yet, the kingdom is still future. It's not here in its consummation yet. We await that. The second coming. And so during this time, we're in the kingdom and yet we're still sinful. The kingdom's here. The church, each member of the church has been spiritually raised from the dead and still weak and sinful and of the flesh but also of the Spirit. And so we are in a constant battle against our own sinful nature. We are in a battle to eat to taste more and more communion with the Father. Communion with our Lord Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. We are in a place that during this time, God calls individuals but He doesn't call lone rangers. He calls individuals and those individuals are pieced together into the body of Christ. The church. The bride of Christ. And therefore, our lives are communal in local churches. Jesus came 
And he shed his blood for the church. He shed his blood to build, establish the church during this age. And therefore, I say that we need to be more like Simeon. To pursue righteousness and holiness. To be devout. To pursue God daily. We need to be more like Anna. Worshipping regularly with fasting and prayer. We've been destined to live during this time between the first and the second coming where Jesus has promised and He will not fail to establish His church. There's only one church in the Bible. And there are many churches in the Bible. That one church expresses itself in differing local churches. And the church is the body, the bride of Christ, through which He is and will be showing His glory, shining His light growing His people and being a lighthouse in a world of darkness for the salvation of those who are yet outside of the body of Christ. Paul put it this way in Ephesians 3. We are to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery which has been hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known. And so part of the Christian life is to pray for the consolation, the redemption of people and that Jesus' church will continually be established and strengthened and multiplied in local expressions throughout the world. The world, that's big, so let's see, the South Bay area needs many more churches. We need also existing churches to become and to remain spiritually healthy and financially healthy. And so we here at Sovereign Grace Fellowship, we want Sovereign Grace Fellowship to have roots in the ground, I hope, that it goes beyond one generation. Expository preaching Theologically robust and solid churches are desperately needed. Just in the South Bay, we could, I don't know, throw out a number, we could easily use a hundred more expository, preaching, theologically strong, communally strong, local 
churches. Acts of New Media, here, here it is. It's, I was, it, it, here's my opinion. 100 separate local congregations that are, just assume this now, strong in its expository preaching, theologically strong. 100 churches with an average of 100 people in each one is so much better than two churches with 5,000 each with the same type of robust preaching. There's my opinion. And so I'm calling us here at Sovereign Grace Fellowship to fast and to pray once a week, starting this week, all the way through the end of April. That's a 11 weeks. And for each other, for strength, I've mentioned some of this, and one of the other core things is for Sovereign Grace Fellowship to affect and bring into the joy that we have more people. So pray God add to us a few more either individual or family units throughout 2016 and cause us to remain repentant and seeking you healthy loving each other and loving others around us. Let's take Anna as a model. I mean, she's an old woman who belongs to God's covenant in that context. And I think, at least the way Luke describes it, we can say she was not too terribly in love with the world. (laughs) The way she lived her life. Worshipping, enjoying, petitioning God to reveal His glory with fasting and prayer. Night and day. So, Fasting yep. can mean all kinds of things. It starts with food. That's mainly what I'm calling us to. It means you skip one meal or two. If you can do two, that's what I'm suggesting. The, the standard fast in first century Judaism was essentially from sunrise to sunset. So you ate the night before, you woke up. And you won't eat until 5 o'clock, supper time. You'll get hungry. And that means the bell goes, pray, 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 pray. Feel hungry you ought to eat right now? Desire God like that. Desire the answer to these prayers like that. That's what fasting's for. Luke tells us, in the book of Acts in chapter 13 about the early church in, chapter, in verses 2 to 3 we read this while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting the Holy Spirit said set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them Okay. then after fasting and praying they laid their hands on them and sent them off. In Acts 14, verse 23, this is through the end of, the end of Paul's missionary journey to the churches of, of Galatia, we read, And when they had appointed elders for them in every separate local church, with prayer and fasting, 
they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. So fasting isn't some magical manipulation of God. Well, that's really cool. You want without food, I'll do it. That's not what fasting is. Fasting is a tool, a spiritual tool to help us drive down our worldly appetite in order to hunger for God more. In order to hunger for particular prayer requests more. To beat down His door as He has told us to do. And so when we're fasting on a, the particular day of the week that you choose, or fasting, our hunger pains, those are the constant reminders. That's right. I'm praying today. Like I don't pray any other day. I'm praying today. Come eat at the table of worship. That's what fasting tells you. Come eat at the table of petition with God. And particularly, oh God, cause the roots of Sovereign Grace Fellowship to go deep into ground and not just lay on top of the soil. Make us a more desperate people for You, Father. Cause us to bear more fruit, spiritual fruit of love overflowing in us and add to us other believers, other family units or single persons this year, Father, to become members and covenant with us here in Sovereign Grace. So, over the next 11 weeks, that's what I'm asking. Choose a day of the week particularly if you can, Monday or Tuesday. If you can do that, pick one of those. If you can't because you're scheduled, how work works or something else, then pick another one. Let me just put another parenthesis in here. You know your health conditions, whether it's healthy for you to fast or not. You know, actually, I don't even know. I'm... <laughs> Look at it, it Wilma. Does, I don't know if a pregnant woman should be missing two meals or something. She's feeding two people. So uh, you figure out what you, you, can, you can give up. So what's going to help you pray that particular day? I fast breakfast and lunch. So it's pretty much all day till dinner. It's not terribly tormenting. 24-hour fast can be pretty darn tormenting. But throughout the day, and as you're, you, you set aside blocks of time, you start in the morning where you have, great if you had 30 minutes. But then throughout the day, you can even stop and have a two-minute prayer. Because there's something about hunger that will constantly remind you why you're hungry. And you pray again. And you pray again. You can take a lunch break for your 30 minutes where you're not eating now and use it for prayer and petitioning the Lord. So, pray that God strengthens us spiritually. Pray that God gives us wisdom on reaching out into 
the community evangelistically. Oh, we need wisdom. And just pray for God's sovereign act upon hearts of people that He wants to share in what He's doing here at Sovereign Grace Fellowship. Make those days a day of fun with God, a day of joy, a day of worship, a day of communion. And I am positive God will act. How He'll act specifically? You say, will He do exactly what we say? I have no idea. But I know this. If you pray, He's already acted. And what will happen in your life, yearning for the truth of Scripture to manifest itself more strongly in these different areas, will cause you to grow. Anna shows us that it is spiritually healthy to fast with and for the purpose of petitioning and prayer and worship for the Lord to spread His glory through our particular church. Okay. So let's do it. Pick your day. We're going to be starting. We'll be trying to remind you for the next almost three months. And may your times be wonderful. May the fruit in your life be wonderful. May the fruit in our community be wonderful. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you, during this season of Sovereign Grace Fellowship, fasting and praying, do extraordinary things. Do things that will shock us. Do things in our own lives, in our own repentance, in our own yearning for You. Oh, may we use the gift of food and refraining from it is the metaphor for us to hunger for You. For us to be more urgent for You to use Sovereign Grace Fellowship to those around us. Oh, Father, do it to the glory of Your name through Jesus Christ. Amen.